What's going on, everybody? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Today, we're going to get a little bit of a shift. Um, I know I know. last podcast, I talked a lot about opportunities and finding the right one for you. That's all fine and dandy. Listen, money is only a part of prosperity. Money is a, is a part of life. It's a great part of life, um, but it is, in all seriousness, priority number four. And ultimately, money is typically just a byproduct of having everything else lined up appropriately. Time is number one, health number two, relationships number three, money number four. I'm not going to dive too deep into the four pillars of prosperity there, but what I actually wanted to talk about, I actually owe you guys two different podcasts, one of them talking about guilt, the other one talking about forgiveness, and today I want to talk about guilt um, <clears throat> holy smokes, guilt is one of the most powerful emotions. In fact, I actually think it's it's a root. It is one of the root emotions to other negative emotions. Guilt is the root to anger. Guilt is the root to greed. Guilt can be the root to self-sabotage. Guilt is the root to all sorts of terrible, terrible things. All because of guilt. Now, I'm assuming, because you're listening to my podcast, that you are a relatively decent human being. You're at least decent, if not a great human being. (laughs) I'm sure you're all great human beings. You strive to be as good as you can. Most of you are probably believers in, in our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you strive to be like Him. That's the best you can do. I'll tell you what, I fall so short of that goal, um... I have a lot to work on and I'm, I'm blessed to have the best of friends in the world that help me to help me continue to seek perfection. And, uh, in a lot of this has to do with managing guilt. It's like managing risk on a trading account. <laughs> you got to manage guilt on your emotion account. Okay. It is very, 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 very important because guilt will overrun you, especially if you are a good person which I'm sure you are. Guilt is a struggle for almost anyone that I've talked to or talked with. I would even go as far to say when somebody has a lost day on a trading account, the reason that they feel like they need a revenge trade is oftentimes we blame greed, but at the root of it is guilt. They feel guilty for losing the money or for making a bad trade decision when they knew better, you know, and that that guilt drives the greed, which drives horrible, horrible decisions. So how do you manage this feeling? Well, I think it's first important to recognize that there's actually two forms of guilt. There's a healthy form of guilt, and then there's the unhealthy form of guilt. And I feel like uh, you really do need to identify and, and distinguish between the two. One form of guilt, which is the healthy kind, it's where you do something really bad. <laughs> like, like you yell at somebody, or you tell a lie. Or you hit somebody, <laughs> right? Or whatever. Like, you do something that is clearly not a good idea, okay? Um, I'll tell you a funny example of this. Um, my kids call them daddy no-nos when I do something really dumb as a father. <laughs> so, the very first daddy no-no that came up, okay? And, it, and it, this is where the term daddy no-no uh, started, my second oldest son, Orion, he was only six years old at the time, uh, turning seven. 
and my my then wife was gone. Um, she uh, had something going on. I don't even remember what, but she was gone for the entire evening. I was it was just me and the kids, and you know as any good dad would do, I was like, this is going to be a party, guys. We're going to have pizza. We're going to have sugar. It's going to be an amazing night. And we did. We had pizza. We had sugar. And we decided we need to watch a movie. What's a cool movie that mom probably wouldn't let you see? This is where the problem comes into play, right? And so, sure enough, the movie that was chosen, that I approved wholeheartedly, was Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Now, for my oldest, who was nine, ten, ten, oh, right, so Orion was actually seven, and Donovan was ten. For the ten-year-old, it wasn't a big deal, and I didn't think it was a big deal for the nine-year-old. Uh, turns out I was a little bit, a little bit wrong with that. So we watched the movie. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was fun. We had candy, and then everyone went to bed kind of, you know, went to bed late. <laughs> Terrible sleep schedule that day. And then the next morning, uh, we were meeting their mom at church. And so I got everybody ready. We got in the car. We went to church. And this particular Sunday uh, was one where they kind of opened the stand, the podium, uh, to the church members to go and bear their testimony about some kind of principle of the gospel, whether it's that of Jesus Christ, the atonement, prayer, what have you. And so, you know, people were going up there and sharing little stories and, and, you know, things that have solidified their beliefs over the years. Um, it was inspiring. It was really, really great. And then my, my little seven-year-old Orion decided, you know what? I need to bear my testimony. So he goes up on stand and I thought, oh, this is going to be so cute. Right? And he goes up there, seven-year-old kid. <laughs> and he's like, I know the power of prayer works. See, last night... <laughs> As soon as he said last night, I was like, oh crap, what have I done? And he goes, this is in front of of a congregation of like 150 people, okay? (laughs) Ah. And so he goes up there, he's like, yeah, last night, uh, my dad um, let us watch Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. And if you know anything about Orion, he's very... uh, very attentive to detail so he will say the whole movie title so he said Avengers 2 my dad let us watch Avengers 2 Age of Ultron and um, there was a lot of violence and blood and gore and swearing and blah and blah and he had this list of terrible things in that movie that and you guys have probably seen it it's really not that bad but to a seven-year-old it was pretty bad. And so he goes through this list of negative things. And he goes, and because of that, I couldn't sleep. I, I was scared. And so I I remember you're supposed to pray when you're scared. And so I prayed and, and I felt comforted. And so I was able to get some sleep. And then he closed it. But during that whole thing, the entire, like 150 people turned and looked at me. I'm, I'm sitting there with my head down, just trying my hardest not to laugh or cry. I couldn't quite remember. And, uh, <laughs> right after the meeting, of course, a lot of people came up to me and they were like, so Avengers two, eh? And I'm like, shut up, leave me alone. And, uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. That was the first of many, many, many daddy no-nos in my family. 
And so the, the entire point of that story is that was, that was something I made a mistake with and I felt really guilty for. Um, that's a healthy kind of guilt. It's a guilt that helps you make better decisions in the future, ideally, right? That's the guilt you should not ignore. Okay, it's kind of a funny story, but like for real, that kind of guilt is a good guilt. It's a good one to, to keep you on the straight and narrow as best as possible, okay? Now, there's also a really bad guilt. A really bad guilt is when the facts don't match up with the feeling. Okay, the the fact of you making a mistake, not a purposeful one like letting your kids watch Avengers 2. Okay, that was a purpose mistake. But maybe you dropped, let's just say, let's go keep going with like a kid example. Let's say you accidentally dropped one of their Lego creations and it broke into a million pieces. That's an accident. You should say sorry, but ultimately the feeling of guilt should not be there because at the end of the day, it was an accident, right? Like there's nothing you could have truly done to prevent that. It was just a a misstep, right? Um, And so that's, that's where you have to identify what's the difference between an accident that you can feel bad for, just not guilty for, like, I feel like there's a distinct difference there, and I'm I'm really having a hard time explaining it right now, but there is a distinct difference. If you accidentally do something wrong, it's okay to feel bad for it, but it's not okay to completely beat yourself up over it, which is what guilt does, okay? So, if we go back to the trading example, um, there have been times where people accidentally double-click an entry, Right, they went. They go in for a trade, and they actually they accidentally enter twice, and they end up losing twice because it's two entries on one losing play, <clears throat> and then they feel really bad. That you should not feel bad about that. I mean, you should not feel guilty about that, right? Like it was an accident. Accidents happen. You have to move forward from that. Um, and so th- that's the unhealthy guilt. The unhealthy guilt is when accidents happen, and you beat yourself up. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. This is where business becomes interesting to me. There's a saying out there. That's just business. That's the saying. That's just business. What does that mean? What does that mean? A lot of times, business can come across as cold. It can come across as like a... a, You know, like... Excuse me. Got something in my throat. Um, but business can come across as like cold hearted, like you don't have emotions. Emotions don't play a part. The reality is in many, many cases, emotions don't play a part because in many, many cases, business owners have learned to control their emotions. You have to, because you're going to have months that are outstanding and you're going to have months that suck in business. You're going to have those ups and downs, that roller coaster ride. You have to get used to that. You have to learn to control your emotions in the highs and the lows in order to succeed, in order to move forward. And those that learn it, succeed. Those that don't, tend to not succeed. Okay? This is why having partners is so key because none of us are perfect. There there have been plenty of downtimes where I've I've been super crazy stressed and and it appeared on the surface, right? I didn't I didn't control it. Instead, I let it control me. Um <clears throat> So business owners in general have more control over their emotions. It's actually an advantage that they have, which is why 
if we look at our community, the vast majority of people succeeding with trading, they're self-employed. <laughs> Imagine that. Because they've had to deal with emotions. They've already had to have a level, a certain level of emotional control in their life to succeed in the arena that they chose to succeed in. Right? And so guilt is definitely the biggest, the biggest emotion to be able to identify and control. Is it a healthy guilt? Should you feel guilty? And, or is it not a healthy guilt? And even the healthy guilt, how long should you feel guilty? Um, Not long, guys. Feel it, embrace it, and get rid of it. That's how you do that. It's interesting to me when I watch Shark Tank, if we go back to business being cold, I watch Shark Tank and it's really interesting to me to hear these these folks that go on there and they tell a sob story, right? And it's really fun. I really enjoy watching the sharks absolutely have no reaction to it other than, oh, that sucks, but I'm still not doing a deal. You know, like they have no reaction to it. They have to learn to control the emotions. The emotions cannot make a financial investment decision for them. They are the ones that make the decision. They're allowed to feel the, the, the soppy story. They can feel bad for the person. But that doesn't mean that logically it's a smart decision to invest with them. Right? I would say the only exception to that, I have seen them turn down like $20,000 offers. And I'm, in those situations, I'm kind of like, guys, seriously, what's twenty grand to you? You're a billionaire. Why would you not just give the guy 20 grand for a little bit of stock in his company and see where it goes. If it fails, whatever, right? It's $20,000 for you as a billionaire. Who gives a crap? Anyway, I, I digress a little bit. Um, but it's that emotion control that's, that's pretty crucial. It's also why I'm a pretty good integrator in our company. Um, if you don't know, businesses are typically made up of two parties, in this case, we actually have three. We have a we have a weirdo named Travis. <laughs> I say weirdo because he kind of he kind of embodies both sides of the of the coin. Typically, a business has two people at the at the top. One is a visionary. One is what's called an integrator. In this case, that's Brian is the visionary, and I'm the integrator. Travis is a little bit of both, or a lot of bit of both, depending how you look at it. And so Travis kind of keeps us in line. <laughs> He's so important. I can just say he's a weirdo because it's rare to find both in one person. But um, anyway, Brian and I and Travis, we work so well together because of our visionary integrator capacity. And an integrator, by definition, proven through scientific studies, is less emotional than a visionary. That's just that's just fact. It's the fact of the matter. I am less emotional. Does that mean I don't feel emotion? No, it means I control the emotion that I feel. And there are exceptions. I'm not perfect by any means in that department. There are definitely exceptions. I just identified one as of late. Um, If I see anyone being attacked, whether it's like verbally or whatever, I instinctively have to come to their defense. I have to. I don't know what it is. It's something inside of me. I just, I don't like seeing people attacked. And so I will defend whoever it is. (laughs) Sometimes I defend a little too quickly. Sometimes that person deserves a little bit of harsh treatment. And I'm not talking about like physical attack. I'm more talking about verbal attack, right? Like somebody's kind of like 
drilling into somebody or, or telling somebody off or telling them they need to do a better job with stuff. You know, that, that kind of thing. I defend those people. And uh, sometimes it's okay to not defend that situation, but that's just one of those things where sometimes I let my emotion control me and I need to focus on that hard. And I am. I am working on it really, really well uh, with the help of my friends. Um, <clears throat> so, back to guilt. It's important to control your emotion. Take a step back. Identify why you're feeling that emotion or what is causing that emotion is a better way to put it. What is causing the emotion? And then feel the emotion. Like, it is okay to feel. And embrace that feeling. Just don't make a decision because of the emotion. Instead, control it and say, although I feel like this, I have to look at all these other parts of the equation. This is something that teenagers really suck at. This is why teenagers suck, (laughs) for, for lack of a better term. This is why it sucks having teenagers as a parent. Their emotions control them because they're new. The, the additional hormones that teenagers get cause emotions they've never felt. Therefore, their control of said emotions sucks. Okay, that's why it can be so challenging with a teenager. Um, and that includes guilt. That includes guilt. Now, here's the thing, guys, because there's another side of the spectrum, right? I'm, I'm, I've been more or less talking to you folks that are really good people, uh, which are probably all of you. But there is another side of this equation. And that is the people that drown out the good, healthy guilt. They purposely make a mistake. They drown that mistake out because they don't like to feel guilty for stuff. Okay? I'll tell you what. There is somebody in my life that straight up stopped spending time with me because they knew my standards, which are really, really high, and they felt guilty just being in my presence. Okay? That right there is a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing for them to feel that guilt to help them maybe, I don't know, meet someone's high standards, right? Um, On the other hand, though, this person decided, no, 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 I'm not going to let the guilt transform, the healthy guilt transform me into somebody better. Instead, I want to keep doing bad things and I'm going to make sure that uh, I don't feel guilt because I'm going to avoid spending time with Zach. Okay? Hey, that's fine. That's their decision nothing I can do about that. I'm going to keep on living my life knowing what I know that brings joy to me and other people. And I have studied joy and happiness to an insane degree, both in scripture and out. It is proven. The things that I'm doing to feel joy and fulfillment in my life has been proven time and time again to be accurate and truthful for everybody else that has done it. Okay. Um, It's this concept of, you know, like a lot of times people, when they think about following God or a Christian lifestyle, they think of it as restricting. Like you're restricted to certain principles or commandments or what have you. And they don't like that, right? They think, oh, that's restrictive. I want to be free. Well, what you don't realize is that those restrictions actually free you. It's like if somebody wanted to learn how to play guitar, okay? Uh, actually, let's just use me and Brian as an example because Brian actually knows how to play the guitar and I don't, okay? Have I had opportunities to learn to play? Absolutely. Yes, I have. My grandpa knows how to play. He offered to teach me many times. I had previous business partners that all knew how to play. They offered to teach me many times. 
and I still said no, right? Let's look at it from that standpoint. I could have said, you know what, I want to, but I know I would have to practice a couple hours a day. Let's just pretend this was real, okay? Just bear with me on this. I know I'd have to practice two hours a day, and I just don't have the time to practice, and so, and that's just too restrictive, versus Brian, he's like, heck yeah, I'll practice two hours a day for the end result of learning to play guitar. Ten years down the road, somebody comes up to both of us and says, hey guys, we need a guitar player. Zach, can you play guitar for us? Do I have a choice in my response? No. My choice is simply, no, I cannot because I do not know how to play. I have no choices. There is no free will. It is simply one answer, that being no. But Brian, he can say yes or no because he has the ability to do so. He can play with them, for them, or he can choose no because for whatever reason. He now has a choice. The early restrictions have now given him a level of freedom that I do not have. That's the power of controlling emotion. It may feel a little restrictive at first. But at the end of the day, you are given a freedom beyond what most people ever experience in their life. So, I want you to analyze what makes you feel guilty. Identify, is it a good guilt or a bad guilt? If it's a good guilt, identify how long to feel it and then learn to let it go. If it's a bad guilt, learn to identify that and let it go immediately. Immediately. Okay? I hope this is helpful, guys. It's kind of a difficult one to explain, so I hope I explained it relatively well. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. I will talk to you next time.